0: Hello and welcome to the BL Podcast. I am Nivedita Varadarajan. Today promises to be a historic day for India. ISRO, the Indian Space Agency, will launch Chandrayaan-3 today. This is the third mission from India to the moon. The first one was in 2008 and it was a grand success. The second mission was only partly successful as only some of its objectives were met. Vikram, the moon lander, crashed onto the lunar surface due to a software glitch. ISRO says it has corrected this issue and we are all hoping that the lander gracefully descends and lands on the moon. While we are waiting for the launch vehicle Mark 3 to lift the Chandrayaan to space, what can we expect from the mission? I have with me Associate Editor M. Ramesh to tell us everything that you need to know about this mission. Thank you Ramesh for joining us today. Hello, Ramesh. Welcome to our podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Nivedita.
0: So, first up, what is the Chandrayaan-3 and what is our lunar mission like?
1: Well, the Chandrayaan-3 is the name of the spacecraft that ISRO is planning to send to the moon. ISRO is the Indian Space Agency. Hmm. Chandrayaan-3 mission is the entire project. Hmm. Okay. But if you are talking of Chandrayaan-3, it is just the name of the spacecraft that is going to be sent to the moon.
0: Hmm. We hear many names like LVM3, uh, Propulsion, Module, uh, uh, Lander, uh, rover, and there are several instruments. That's a little bit confusing. Can you explain what are these things actually?
1: Sure, let me explain. First of all, as I just said just now, Chandrayaan-3 is the name of the spacecraft that will go from India to the moon. LVM3 is the name of the rocket that will take Chandrayaan-3. Up above the Earth, and drop it at a certain point above the Earth. With that, the job of LVM3, the rocket, is over. From that point, Chandrayaan-3 will journey towards the Moon. Chandrayaan-3 uh, consists mainly of two parts: the propulsion module and the land rover module. The propulsion module and the lander rover module. The propulsion module's main job, main job is to take the lander rover payloads to the moon. You can think of the propulsion module as a truck and the lander rover payload as the cargo. After reaching the vicinity of the moon, the lander rover payload will detach itself from the propulsion module and begin falling onto the moon. The lander has engines that will slow down the fall so that it descends gently onto the moon rather than crash land as it unfortunately happened in the case of Chandrayaan two, Now the rover is a tiny trolley kind of device with wheels. Once the lander lands on the moon, the rover will slide out of the lander's belly and crawl on the moon's surface doing experiments and so on. Both the lander and rover have instruments to do experiments, such as you know the experiments could be something like analyzing the moon soil, Checking how the moon's subsurface conducts heat, how moon quakes, that is quakes on the moon, travel through the surface of the moon. The number of experiments that they will do.
0: If I have it right, Mm. the Chandrayaan-3, just like its predecessors, will take a month to reach the moon. But the Apollo, which is the US spacecraft, went to the moon in just 4 days, 50 years ago. Why is there such a huge difference in travel time?
1: To travel the distance of something like 384,400 kilometers, the rocket will have to carry enormous amounts of rocket fuel. The fuel itself adds to the weight of the rocket, so the rocket would need to be even more powerful. Now, all this means the rocket will have to be very, very big, much, much bigger than the LVM3 that is proposed to take. You know that will take uh, Chandrayaan-3 up there. To give you, you since you mentioned uh, Apollo. Missions. The Saturn V rocket, Saturn V, the name of the rocket that took Apollo 11 to the moon in 1969, stood 363 feet tall. The LVM3 is 142 feet tall. You can, we can build big rockets, but big rockets are very expensive. Besides, there is no urgency to reach the moon. There is no need for the Chandrayaan 3 to reach the moon so fast. And spend a lot of money for that purpose. So that is why the Chandrayantri takes a route that makes use of the gravity of the earth to sling itself towards the moon. That's the answer to your question.
0: So basically, because if you make a big rocket, it will be way more expensive. Yes, and Chandrayantri yeah. is basically built on a shoestring budget compared to yes, the others.
1: Yes, we will talk about budgets later. Yes, but you are right, basically. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So this... Uh, spacecraft will circle the earth many times before it goes to the moon and then it will circle the moon many times before the lander detach itself exactly and it goes down to the surface of the yes. moon why is it taking this route
1: well the route may look a little peculiar because first of all this our spacecraft Chandrayaan three, you know does several circles loops if you will around the earth and then goes to the moon and then then several circles there. Thanks. Now, let me take you back to your high school physics. If you remember Kepler's laws from your high school physics, basically what it means is, the farther an object approaches the earth from, the higher is its velocity. Higher is the velocity it acquires as it comes closer to the earth. Now, if you remember Kepler's second law, it says the line that connects the object the satellite and the Earth sweeps equal areas in equal intervals of time. What it basically means is, as the spacecraft or satellite, whichever it is, which is circling the Earth, approaches the Earth from a distance, it acquires higher velocity as it goes around the Earth. As it comes close to the Earth, so that is the farther it comes from, the higher its velocity will be when it approaches the Earth. Now we want to make use of we want to make use of this particular property to get Chandrayaan three enough velocity to shoot off to the moon now so here's the thing after the LVM-3 rocket puts it above the earth the Chandrayaan-3 will start circling the earth on its own in an elliptical orbit elliptical path when it reaches the farthest point engineers on the ground will nudge it slightly to change the direction a little bit so when it reaches the farthest point on that first loop engineers on the ground will nudge it slightly to change this, change its direction a little, so that its next loop is a little bigger than the first one. So, when the spacecraft approaches the Earth on its second loop, it will acquire a higher velocity than the first. Again, when it reaches the farthest point, by the way, this farthest point is called apogee and the nearest point to the Earth is called perigee. So, when it reaches the farthest point, our engineers will once again change the direction a little so that the third loop, on the third loop, the spacecraft acquires even more velocity as it approaches the Earth. The whole idea is to give Chandrayaan, impart Chandrayaan higher velocity. So, after it has done about 5 6 rounds, 5 6 loops, orbits, it would have acquired enough velocity to sling itself, shoot off towards the moon. Now, once it reaches the moon, the reverse will happen loop by loop the spacecraft will get closer to the moon and when it is about 100 meters uh, when it, when it's about 100 kilometers from the moon surface the lander will detach itself and begin its descent onto the moon
0: so can you tell us a little bit about the descending process
1: yeah no the, the lander when it detaches it because of the gravity of the moon it begins to fall it's a free fall mm-hmm. but then the lander is equipped with four thrusters mm-hmm. thrusters are engines basically engines with nozzles so these these four thrusters provide it a reverse mm-hmm. thrust which actually slows down the descent so the the rover the sorry so the lander instead of falling very quickly starts descending gently is calculated that just before the touchdown it should be traveling at a speed of two meters per second in the case of Chandrayaan 2 if you remember uh, unfortunately because of a software glitch one of the thrusters did not work properly and therefore the Chandrayaan 2 lander crashed at a speed of 58 meters per second the idea is to get it down to two meters per second hopefully this time it will happen like that
0: so when we look at other Space missions like the Curiosity of, for, Mars. of Mars, for example, they if they use the parachute model and slowly glide down. Why yes. are we not doing the same here?
1: Well, that is because the Mars has an atmosphere, where the Moon doesn't. Mars has an atmosphere which is very very thin. The atmospheric pressure, uh, the atmospheric pressure on the Mars, the Martian atmospheric pressure is about. or so of the Earth's atmospheric pressure. Mm -hmm. It is such a thin atmosphere, but still there is an atmosphere. Something is there. Something is there. There is an air there. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that atmosphere by the way is made of carbon dioxide. Here as we know it is 79, 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, the rest of it is all the other gases. But up there in Mars, there's only one thing, predominantly carbon dioxide. And that atmosphere is just 1% of Earth's. But nevertheless, there is an atmosphere, there is an air to provide what is called the friction. drag, not the friction, it's called the drag. Mm. You need to put some air under the parachute to slow it down. Mm. So it can happen there, but the moon doesn't have any atmosphere. So you have to use some other measures like this thrusters to slow down at descent of a craft.
0: Okay, so now history has been made. The lander has successfully come to the moon, uh, landed well. on the moon. Yeah. And now what happens?
1: Well, after the lander lands on the moon, uh, it will kind of orient itself, check if everything is all right, uh-huh. nothing is broken, or things like that. Then, once it satisfies itself that everything is fine, I mean, I'm just giving you, you know, saying Please this figuratively. It, this may not exactly, it, this may not be exactly how it happens, but figuratively, you can imagine as a trapdoor opening, and then two guidelines, two rails come down of it, and then down the guidelines or down the rails this rover will slide from the underbelly of the lander onto the moon surface and once the rover reaches the moon surface it will stall it will start crawling on the moon surface like a cockroach if you will it will just keep moving now uh, that's the whole idea that's what will happen
0: so a rover is supposed to move where will it move to and what will it do there
1: well it is supposed to remain I it's not for fun that it's moving yeah. it is moving here around here and there you know first of all the idea is to the whole idea by the way the main objective of the mission is not the experiments that the mission the mission does yeah. you know it's not the experiment the rover does or the lander does these are peripheral the core of this mission of the chandrayaan 3 mission i'm not talking about the chandrayaan 3 spacecraft the chandrayaan 3 mission's core objective is to demonstrate or learn if you will how to soft land an object onto the moon and mm-hmm. how to get a rover crawling on that. So once the rover gets down and starts crawling, we can de- practically declare the mission a success. Yeah. The experiments that the rover does, the instruments on the rover do, and the instruments on the land, lander do, are kind of uh, peripheral to the mission right? or secondary. But they will conduct experiments, for example, the rover will pick up uh, samples, will burn a samples of the soil will pick up the rover will pick up soil burn the soil into some kind of a plasma and then analyze the plasma to see what elements are there in it it will also it is also meant to schedule to punch a probe about 14 inches under the surface to see how at that at that point uh, the thermal conductivity happens, that is, how tree heat is transferred uh, in the subsurface of the moon. And then there are experiments to see how quakes will travel down the moon. Uh, there are some experiments, the rover will do some experiments, the lander will do some experiments also.
0: So, will they come back to the earth or are they going to stay in the no, moon?
1: No, no, no. unfortunately, <laughs> neither the propulsion module nor the lander nor or the rover are meant to come back to the earth. They are there forever. Unless, of course, I mean, you can imagine Somebody some future and date, back, some astronaut, yeah. an astronaut goes there and picks it up, maybe as a souvenir and brings it back. Ah. Unless something like that happens, they are, none of these is going to come back.
0: I hope they don't touch it because the first space astronaut's photo is also still there, right? The,
1: the image or the footprint is no, still the, there. There's a photo there also, yeah. right? Yeah, the Of, photos.
0: of yeah. a person and his family. Oh, I forgot the astronaut's name. Okay, so if they don't come back, how will we know what the results of the experiment
1: are? Well, the, the, as we send signals, no signals in, through the space are sent through. Elect, I mean, in, sent in the form of electromagnetic waves. Mm-hmm. So the rover, the lander, they are all equipped with uh, instruments that transmitters. Basically, they take the data, digitize the data, mm-hmm. convert the data into electromagnetic waves. The electromagnetic waves are transmitted from the lander and the rover to the to a receiver in the propulsion module and from the propulsion module another transmitter there will take it and beam it down to the earth, beam it back to the earth, not up or down because there is no (laughs) up or down in space, we will send it to the earth. And by the way, for backup we still have the orbiter of Chandrayaan-2 to do this work. That orbiter is still circling the moon after what, five years, after more than four years, it is still there. And the instruments there are still functional. So, orbiter has been kept as a kind of a backup. If there is something wrong, you know, if God forbid, something goes wrong with the, the transmitter receiver system in the propulsion model, the orbiter is still there. So, these will pick up the electromagnetic signals and then send them back to the Earth.
0: So, it, is it like a continuous signal? Do we get like a minute by minute playthrough of what's happening in the Moon or will they just tell, hey, experiment success?
1: No, no. I think uh, that... Data as and, exp- as and when the experiments are conducted, they will be converted into you know, signals and then will be beamed to the Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if it is com- it's continuous, but then you can expect to get a stream of data all through the time.
0: So, how long will this uh, how long will this rover and the lander function?
1: The lander and rover will be alive. Okay. Unfunctional, let's say. Okay. unfunctional for fourteen Earth days, which corresponds to one moon day. Okay. Now you should imagine moon day as moon. You know what? The moon takes a certain time to spin once on its yeah. axis. Now, when the moon spins one full time, one full circle on its axis, the it the Earth would have experienced twenty nine point five days.
0: Yeah.
1: In that period. Half of it would be moon day, half of it would be moon night. So you need these, fun- these inst- two instruments will function because they have solar panels, and they have to the solar panels will have to get sunlight on them mm-hmm. to you know generate electricity and uh, provide energy to the instruments to function to operate. It can happen only when there is sunlight, and that will be there for fourteen Earth days. So the functional life of this uh, equipment on lander and rover fourteen Earth days.
0: So, what is the cost of all of this?
1: Well, the Chandrayaan-3 mission is uh, budgeted at uh, 650 crores, Uh, it's of course much higher than Chandrayaan-1, but Chandrayaan-1 did not plan a lander and a rover, because this has a lander and a rover, it's that much costly, Chandrayaan-1 was something like 389 crores, Uh, this has, this is equipped, it carries more equipment, therefore it costs more. It's and stateful. also don't forget the inflation, yeah. Chandrayaan 1 was 2008, uh, so that long back. Yeah. So inflation also adds to the cost.
0: Um, so in the end, why should we care about this mission? Why is it significant?
1: Well, it's a very significant mission, So, really a very, very significant mission. One reason, mm-hmm. you know, if you throw your mind back to the Apollo missions, back then there was an intense race between the soviets and the, the americans, americans to go to the moon to go to the moon to establish themselves as masters of space yeah and there was so after these apollo missions got over and by the way this six apollo missions put 24 astronauts yeah on the moon so after that got over there was nothing more to be done there so humanity Ignored it. Completely lost interest in the moon mm-hmm. from a scientific perspective. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: uh, there was nothing to be learned then nothing to be done there, so mm-hmm. lost interest for several decades. But now, what has happened is um, there is now conclusive evidence that there is ice in the southern polar region of the moon, which is, by the way, where Chandrayaan-3 will land also on the darker side of the moon, on the southern side of the moon, southern polar region. That is said. That is believed to have. I mean, it's proved that it has ice. And by the way, in coming to this conclusion that the southern polar cap has ice, our Chandrayaan one spacecraft also had an important hand. There is ice. What does ice mean? Ice means water. What's water? Water can be split into hydrogen and oxygen. And hydrogen and oxygen are rocket fuels. Hydrogen is a fuel. Oxygen is oxidizer. Which means. Now, you can build a rocket on the moon for your deep space missions if you want to go to Mars or beyond Mars, Jupiter, wherever, whichever space mission you can build a rocket on the moon and then shoot it off. It wouldn't have been feasible if we had to carry fuel for that rocket from the earth. Hmm. It would have been completely infeasible. It would have been a silly idea to do that. But now the fuel is locally made fuel if you will. Locally made fuel is available there in the form of ice, now you can build a rocket and then set it off the moon. So, everybody is now in the world's interest is kind of killed with the moon. There are several countries who are wanting to move the moon. The US is there, Russians are there, Chinese, Japanese. Mm-hmm. Not only that, UAE is uh, there. interested in several countries, wanting to the moon. And we are already a space faring nation. Here is an opportunity to kind of establish. Sort of a leadership role, we have to claim force that if we successfully land this time India will be the fourth country in the world to achieve a soft landing on the moon after the United States the Soviets or Russia if you will and China so that's the significance of this mission
0: so on that note on the dream to go to infinity and beyond let's end this podcast thank Thank you you. Ramesh, for joining us
1: thank you very much